So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right... Listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. This is NetHead with Will Wilkins. Ah, welcome everybody. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. Oh, there's an empty spot there. Helps when you unhit the mute button, folks. Just so you know. Let's try that again. My name is Will. Hello, I think. That's Trent. And then we have... America, of course. So here's what was going to happen. For those of you that do not know, uh, Trent has pneumonia. Which means he is very, very ill. Uh, it's no laughing matter, but we were going to make a joke of it. And how we were going to do this was, uh, Trent was supposed to take his cough medicine that would also put him to sleep so he could sleep and heal. And then I was, we were just going to say that Trent was there and we were going to, we were going to take a page out of Star Trek, the old series, the original series. The old school. And, you know, we were going to jokingly say we could only ask Trent yes or no questions like Trent, do you have a hetero crush on America? Once for yes, twice for no. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong one. There we go. So there's the one for yes. And like, Will or Trent, do you have a uh, heterosexual crush on Will? Two for no. Uh, but then, via Twitter, we discovered Trent's actually trying to hold out. So he is literally going to be speaking to us via sound clip soundboard. Okay. Shit, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this house is a prison in the galaxy of this sucks camel dick. That is just beautiful. So, uh, so there's the explanation, folks. Trent is sick. Every time he speaks, he goes into a uh, a spasm, and uh, as such, he can't speak. So he is talking to us via soundboard. So uh, welcome, everybody. It's so nice to have you here. Another edition of NetHeads. If you want to take part in the program, you can. You can do that via Twitter. You can throw a hashtag NetHeads on your tweet. You can give us a call at uh, 866-610-9455. Or what's that 925 number, America? Uh, 238-9020. That's 925-238-9020. So welcome. So, uh, Trent, how are you feeling? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! 
Okay, so I don't think he's feeling very good. <laughs> or he just hates this yeah. guy named Daniel. Yeah. So, sound. I, it's a beautiful soundboard. I fucking love you. <laughs> and so the rest of the show is just going to be us laughing hysterically at the sound clips that Trent is playing until he passes out. Yes, we we hope you guys are going to get just as entertained as we are right now in the two seconds that we're hearing this. Oh man, I am very very happy. Oh, very happy. I'm going yeah. to regret this. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So that's what the that's not that really is not me doing a soundboard. That is Trent. It's so admirable because the guy is he's just suffering. He yeah. is he is in hell right now. He's basically like our version of Stephen Hawking's, except without all that knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, you know what, Trent? There are plenty of websites where you could go to and you could type something and have them read it to us. So, oh, like Hawking's. With me. <laughs> so, so instead of doing what you're doing, you could literally type something and then have it speak. Don't get technical with me. <laughs> I, I think that might be a great idea, especially if you can get it to do a synthetically female voice. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Maybe nice. So maybe if you Google text to vo- tech, convert text to speech, SitePal website, maybe AT&T natural voices, text to speech demo. That might be the one you could use. This yeah, could be maybe. very interesting. Yeah. And then we can actually get on that hetero crush thing. See, like, if you used it, let's see if this works. You could go to this website, and let's see how this goes. Takes a little bit. I am Trent. There you go. See? Ooh. So you could do that. So the uh, AT&T Natural Voices. Give that a shot, Trent. And we can talk to you sounding like Crystal. That'll be fun. That will be. Yeah, I've had pneumonia, and it's... Uh, I actually had... Um, There's different kinds. I think there's viral pneumonia, and there's mm-hmm. bacterial pneumonia. I got bacterial pneumonia and it was no fun. I was um at I all. was at age four, I had pneumonia five times. Oh my dude. And you yeah, lived to tell I was about literally it? On death's door. That really sounds like the kind of thing that uh kids don't come back from. No, no, they they didn't they did they basically the doctor basically said this kid needs to be out of this because you know, San Francisco cold weather, apparently the cold climate wasn't doing me too well. Doctor basically said this kid needs to get out of this climate completely if you want him to live, and oh. so I got my ass to El Salvador for a whole year, and uh, I got better it seems, and came back, and I was totally fine. But yeah, that 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 year was pretty bad. Don't uh. fucking tell me about cold weather. <laughs> this is genius. Okay, hold on. There's going to be a delay, but it's okay. Let's bring, uh, let's get the Francis call out of the way for the day. Those of you that don't know, every week we get a phone call from, uh, one of our most unique and interesting listeners. His name is Francis. Um, and he's kind of, uh, I don't want to say single minded, but he seems to be of a very simple direction. So Francis, how are you doing this week? Oh, hold on. I have you on mute. Let's try that again. Francis, how are you doing this week? Hello. Caller, are you there? Okay, let's try it one more time. Okay. Francis, how you doing? Hey. Hey, how's it going? There we go. Now, Francis, in case you have not heard, because I don't know what goes on. I don't know if you have the volume up while you're calling. Do you do that? No. Okay, so you don't know. Trent is very sick. Okay, he cannot speak. If he speaks... 
I don't know. I appear, I appears we are being invaded, everyone. It seemed like. Uh, so Fra- Francis, he's very sick. He cannot speak. Okay. But, uh, what he's doing, he's been talking to us via sound clips and, uh, also the, uh, AT&T Natural Voices website. Isn't that right, Trent? Now there's a delay because he has to type, he has to click speech, and then it's going to play in a browser window. Yes, that's right. See? So there we go. So now Trent is on a kind of a delay. And I love the fact that, Trent, tell me you, you love me, please. In that voice, I want to hear it. We all want to hear it. I've had dreams like this. It's okay. Sorry, honey. <laughs> it's the anticipation. I love you soon, much baby. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, Francis... I'm yep. sure, as usual, you have some type of comic book character that has been plaguing your your um, brain. Yep. Is that the case? Yep. And what is it? I have the Golden Age Flash on my mind. <laughs> golden Age Flash. So you're talking uh, before Barry Allen? Are you talking? Um, yeah. Because are you talking Barry? Actually, Allen? no. Wait a minute. Hold on. I think what we have here is a um, good. Um, it's a good dude. Quit. Switching sound sources, if that's what you're doing, Trent. Maybe he's thinking about talking because he keeps making that noise when he does that. Either that, or it's part of the process when he when he's doing something. Anyway, I I think this might be an educational thing. This is something that we can tell people about because if you are unaware of what golden age or silver age of comics are, maybe Francis, this is a point where you can actually educate those that listen to the show that aren't completely aware of it. So what is the what are these ages of comics and how are they described or defined? The golden age is the uh, heroic age, the first heroic age from 1938 until 1945. Mhm. The silver age is from 1956 to 1970. Uh the modern age is from 1970 to the present. Okay, so I have uh everything um, I'm a, I'm a modern age person then, because I have, uh, other than the amazing Spider-Man, which actually was a late sixties creation, I believe. Yes. I am, I am only familiar with the modern age. That's everything I know of is set in the modern age. Not that you'd have the answer to that, but I know it for fact. So <laughs> I, I should just say that and not question it. I apologize. Again, have I have you failed you. The golden age flash in the modern age. What, say what now? Have you followed the Golden Age Flash in the modern age, Jake Eric? No, I haven't. How did he get to the modern age? What What are you speaking of, man? <laughs> well, he, he appeared in modern comics like uh, Justice League of America with Dan Pado as the writer after Jan, Dan Jurgen's run. How did they bring him in? Well, he still survived as a character. Yes, that when the worlds combine and all our different re- universes were smashed together and then pulled apart and smashed together again. Jerry Garrick was one of those characters that were actually came from the golden age era. Okay. All to, right. to modern. So he's still hanging out him, Barry, Wally, Bart, all the flashes. They're still hanging out. Big one, big happy family. See, I only know of Barry and uh, Wally. Those are the only two I'm familiar with and not very at the same time. So, so Francis, so Francis, um, what exactly about, uh, I, I assume you, you don't want to talk about Jay Garrick. You're talking about Bart, uh, I mean, Barry, or you want to talk about Jay Garrick? Jay Garrick, yeah. 
Jake so, now, is he the one with the, uh, with the, uh, upside down metal spaghetti bowl yes. with, uh, <laughs> yes. lightning bolts coming out of it on the sides? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the Artemis good. character or whatnot? Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything to, see, here's the, once again, we're hitting that, uh, I can't call it that generational gap because you're actually, well, hold on, let me do a quick math here. Three, three. <laughs> 41 minus 33, 8. You're eight years younger than I am. So, uh, technically, uh, I should be able to speak to you, uh, almost disappear. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, you're reading lots of old crap and I'm not, Francis. So I, unfortunately, even though you have them on your mind and it's great that we could educate the audience on the fact that you're thinking about them, uh, I can't make comment to it. Uh, it doesn't sound like Americo does, can either. Is that the case, sir? Uh, not much. I, I know Jay Garrick today, not so much uh, back in the day. That's why I'm curious what exactly about the Golden Age Jay Garrick you want to talk about, Francis. Well, I like the stories by Gardner Francis Fox and uh, the other writers. And what is it about them that draws you to them? Um, they're well-written. Mm-hmm. Just as, you know, Francis... I love you, man. I really do. But when I, when I ask you, like, what it is about them, like, like, I can specifically tell you, uh, in reading, um, Return of the Dark Knight, is that the name of it? Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Returns. Returns. You know, in yeah. reading that, you know, there are lots of instances to the story I can talk about that I like. You know, I, I can, I can bring up specific instances of the story that draw me to them. Um, but, you know, like, like with Spider Island, like, if I wanted to talk about Spider Island, I could say that I thought it was very interesting uh, the way they gave everybody in New York a taste of spider powers. Uh, I liked the way that uh, this incident made it so that Mary Jane could finally relate to what Peter has been going through in this uh, brand new uh, retconned era that's known as the, the stuff that happened after a brand new day or one final day, depending on the way you look at it. Um so I can, you know, I can tell you these things. You know, I like the way it made her relate in that manner. I like the way that, um, you know, everybody in New York was in some way sympathetic. I also didn't like the way that they built up this gigantic story just to give him back his spider sense. And uh, there was something else I didn't like. You know, so I, as you can see, I can give you examples. So when I tell you what's what's drawing you to that, you know, it's like, what is what is the strength of the story that draws you? That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm looking for when I ask you that. You following me? Yeah. Okay, good. So, with that in mind, run with it, buddy. Um, the uh, the Gold Age stories were derived from the Progressive Era, which uh, sought, sought to solve problems using the scientific method, and so they used a lot of science in the stories, like... Uh, for instance, uh, there was a story called The Rise and Fall of the Norman Empire, of the Norman Empire, uh-huh. who, about a, a man who, uh, used mathematics to his advantage, like he played marbles and was able to solve them because it was basically mathematical, the, the flight of the marble across the, uh, the pavement, you know, uh, calculated to such a degree that he could guarantee the right results. Hmm. That sounds kind of heady. I'm almost regretting, uh, putting you on this path. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that relate to Jay Garrick's character um, that, that specifically that you like about him is is where I want to know. Um, well, he's a cool character. 
Well, yes, he's the Flash. Well, he's the original, well, the original Flash. So, uh, you know, he's cool. And, you know, just the fact that he has super speed or, I mean, now with the inclusion of the speed force, you know, and today, I mean, what is it that makes him preferable to today? Actually, you know, and that's a good question too. Is he, did he also tap into the speed force, which I think during, um, during, uh, Flashpoint, we discovered that it wasn't it Barry Allen they discovered was actually the source of the speed force. Yes. That's, that's oh, some yeah. heady stuff. So it, but so is, is the Golden Age Flash, is he, does he also tap, do all the flashes tap into it? I guess that's the question. Yes. yes from, including Quicksilver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, uh, I, I read so, that in the company and I enjoyed that. Cool, man. Good to know. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, I think we've successfully completed another wonderful phone call this week. I don't mean to be rude. How? Oh, in what? Just in case I was rude, I didn't mean to be rude. I never picked oh, yeah. up on you. If anything, sir, you should consider the way I speak to you 90% of the time rude, and even though it's never intended. And I'm glad you don't. You know, one thing I am curious about too, Francis, do you get nervous when, cause I know there are times, like when I have called into radio shows, and regardless of who it is, I, I get like anxious or nervous, but you really come across as relaxed. So are you, do you get nervous when you start dialing, or is it just like, I'm gonna pick up the phone and call, and then we finally answer, and it's just like you're talking to old friends? Well, I get kind of shy sometimes. Okay, that explains a lot. Yeah, and you shouldn't be too shy around those. Songs, Not really. Right? I mean, come on, man. I there's only one other person that I used to talk to every week, and that was my dad. So you're in good company. You know what I mean? Yep. All right, sir. Well, um, I hope you don't have too many other superheroes on your mind between now and then, especially since I don't know who you'll be able to call into and talk to them about. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Have yourself a great week. Okay. Okay. All righty. Take care, man. There we go. Another week, another call with Francis. If you want to call like he did, 866-610-9455 in the continental U.S. Uh, what's that 925 number, America? 925-238-9020. Or you can uh, also just uh, try Skyping NetHeads on air. I don't think I have it set. Oh, look at all these contact requests. Never mind. Okay, add to contacts. <laughs> Add to contacts. Add to, say something while I'm adding all these people to contacts, man. Nobody well, wants don't to forget uh, hashtag NetHeads on Twitter as well. Very good. Uh, Trent, is there anything you want to say now that you've uh, rejoined us? He was on a laptop, I think, and his battery was dying. Anytime we ask Trent now, there's a 30-second delay. I've actually convinced it's because he's not sick. He's in the past. It is. We're, we, we've done the frequency uh, thing here now. Yeah. We're, Aurora Borealis is allowing us to talk to Trent via C3PON. Oh, oh, he's coming across too quiet now. Yeah, now yes, too silent. Press the play button. Get any closer. Either that or his his uh, cable isn't plugged all the way in, or he's plugged into the microphone jack instead of the headphone jack, <laughs> or he's just got the cord up his ass. Exactly. Could be any of them. He'll come back. You know, so at least he's not uh, tweeting from the bottom of the ocean. That's true. Yeah, those are still kind of low, man. But it's okay. Work it out. We're here with you. Yeah, tell me about it. I think um, Zach Knutson, who you've heard on um, Radio Askew, you've heard him on Blowhard, you've heard him on the uh, Soundbite Nation, the show that follows us, as well as seen him as the donkey fucker in Clerks 2. Mm -hmm. amongst other parts um he tweeted today 
So this morning, James Cameron woke up and decided to go to the lowest point uh, of the o- of the ocean in existence. In other news, I had a salad. <laughs> I did see that tweet, and yeah, um, James Cameron, the the man who just enjoys that adventure thing in the ocean, yeah, decided decided to go. I'm going to go to the Mariana Trench, you know. Yeah, it's just 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 to see. No other person's ever been here before, you know. And so, uh, <laughs> and one of his just, tweets is like, you know, everything's great. Still, I'd like I'd give anything to see a guppy because <laughs> I, I guess he's gone so deep. There's nothing to see there. Pretty is that, much. Is that the case? I mean, the, there's really nothing down all the way down there unless – well, that's what we're hoping to see. We're hoping to see something. Yeah. You know, uh, which I doubt he'll run into in this first uh, six hours, I think. He's, I mean, he, was, he went down, I believe, uh, earlier in, in the afternoon. And so it's well, been like – You know, how long did it take to descend? I mean, how long did he, he really do this? Um, as far as the dissension, I am not even sure about that. You make uh, they're reveling the dissension. The dissension. Yes, I'm making it worse now. As well as okay, let's call it the descent because that sounds the a little descent. better. Thank you. Um, he went to he he was going down, uh, five hundred to seven hundred feet per. Oh, yes. okay. So he really did just do it this afternoon. Yeah, he just did it this afternoon, and he was going down at speeds of five hundred to seven hundred feet per minute. You know, nothing like uh. Like like in his movie, The Abyss, who, you know, uh, character went down slowly. Now, he was going pretty damn fast down there. Um, about, and he got about like 16,000 pounds per square inch, uh, like for every 500, 700 feet. I just can't imagine the submersible, how strong that thing is. Uh, it's gotta be like 20 feet of lead or something. It, it's just cold, hard steel and concrete and steel and concrete and steel. <laughs> It, it, it if you've seen this thing it's like the longest just enough for him to lay down in and and, and then just like encased in all this metal it's ridiculous so basically he's gotten into a very thick metal coffin mm-hmm. and gone and just deadfalled in the water yeah, pretty much i mean there's some you know uh, he can navigate a little bit, but that's pretty much what he's done is, you know, he's gone to this thing and uh, apparently he has his phone with him because he did tweet from the bottom down there. Oh, how, how do I can't get reception on half of my BART train ride, but he can get <laughs> Internet on at the low at the deepest part of the ocean. What uh, the hell His his last tweet was just arrived at the ocean's deepest part. Hitting bottom never felt so good. Can't okay. wait to share what I'm seeing with you. Hold on a second. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not say his last tweet. The last tweet we received. Yes, I don't I don't want that to be an oddly prophetic comment. True, very true. Oh man. But, yeah. <laughs> Rev T twenty three says life's abyss and then you dive. Nice. There you go. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if it's been in his head ever I mean, obviously the guy loves the ocean. He's done way too many movies about it. Oh yeah. And it's not even just he just has a fascination with it. I mean he for all of it you can say positive or negative about uh, Titanic, the one thing that we took away from Titanic is the fact that he was going for authenticity. I mean, he went through yeah. the dive to look at and scanned and did some footage of the uh, you know actual wreckage mm-hmm. of the Titanic. He did not screw around. Yeah, and then went back a couple times afterwards yeah, just to and, see how things are. And that is uh, just like his uh, – Venator 2000 says it took him about two hours – uh, 
and you know it, with the Titanic it's the same kind of story you know it's just a long lengthy free fall in the water until you finally get down there and then you've got this miserably long ascension back to the surface mm-hmm. you got to be pretty committed to this shit i i could i bitching it really puts my bitching and complaining about my hour and a half commute in perspective i'll tell you that cuz i don't see anything near as interesting as he has if no. I if I'm lucky, I might get an effeminate male that's arguing with somebody on the phone, that kind mm. of thing, because they're really going off. I I enjoy seeing the um the one guy dancing to himself in his car. I love that <laughs> out the window. Look at <laughs> him! Look at him go! <laughs> Woohoo! My wife just trying to figure out what song he's listening to. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good one though. I think Trent passed out. He's gone now. So now we can go back to the joke. Isn't that right, Trent? You're gone, right? Okay. So he's not there. Boy, that's a heinous sound. I thought it would be funny to use the Christopher, Christopher Pike sound, but I couldn't find a good quality version of it. Well, you know, the, the, the series is 30 years old. A little bit, you know. Little, but then again, it's like, I think they released it on D, they remastered and released on DVD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they too, with that show, went through a thing of, uh, upgrading the visual effects. So. Oh, did they? I still need to see the next gen episodes with the uh, upgraded effects. Well, they only came out with that one disc so far that has the uh, the you know the money grab bag episodes where it's just episode one and then episode ten and so the the season the series obviously okay yeah, series, so it's just random ones those bastards yeah so this those come will come out later on this year uh, Honeyman seventy eight oh Trent's back online maybe he restarted uh, finally got my wife to agree to buy a tablet probably the new iPad have any reviews thought I'd take this tech pod back to tech well uh, Americo. Your uh, fiance wife has the new iPad, correct? Absolutely, yes. And, and she's upgrading from the first gen. And oh wow, so she took a major leap of improvement. Mm-hmm. So what has her experience been like? Since that, I believe, is the closest we're going to come to to anybody on this show that's had an experience with the new iPad. Well, from her experience, and just she loves it. She is gushing all over this thing. She. Can't believe how beautiful it looks. The, 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 just the retina display, the screen, the, the HD, the everything. She says, she says it's a huge improvement between, uh, the first and third. Between two and three, um, since she never got the second generation, from, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's, if you got the two, you really don't have to go to the three unless, you know, watching movies in Uber HD is really necessary for you. It really, doesn't seem to be that much of improvement. But if you have the I had an yet. experience with one. Oh. I shoved it up my ass at the Apple store. <laughs> well, that must have made for an interesting visit to the store. Indeed. Did, uh, um, I, you know, there's an app for that, actually, in the new version <laughs> of the HD. And a special attachment, I hear. They got upset. They got <laughs> Naturally. Yes. Thank but you, you Virtual Trent. Yeah. Did you take a picture with that retina display? Because that's what matters. This is the retina display of my colon. <laughs> High def. Um, you know, the only that? thing, I wonder how many people are upset, though, because, like, you know, there's I'll been... I'll tweet it later. Thank you, sir. Uh, there's been lots of people... I love this. I, I'm, <laughs> we may make, I may make one of you guys do this every week. I would love to do this all the time. I swear to goodness gracious, I may just do this every single week. It's just like one day you have to talk via the virtual voice. Uh, it's only too bad we can't do it in real time. Uh, anyway... I don't even know what I was saying now that caught me off guard so much. <laughs> I believe you were going to talk about the cameras. In- Whatever. I don't care. Hold on. Let's take a call. <laughs> I don't recognize the number, so we should be okay. <laughs> uh, you're live with Will, Americo, and Virtual Trent. Who are you? Where are you calling from? 
Hi, it's Ruth. Oh, oh well, there we go. Now we are yeah. we are getting. I heard my name taken in vain. It was not in any way, shape, or form. How do you claim yes. such? Well, I heard my name, and I was like, "Oh, I can call and talk about the iPad." Did we say? Did we say her name three times? Did we summon her in the same way we want Mike Candyman or Beetlejuice? You only have to say my name once, and I come once. running. Uh, you know what would have been awesome is she had just ended it. <laughs> yes, it left off running. Then it would. Have, you only have to say my name once. You fill in the blanks. Believe me, I know. Apparently, my wife wants an iPad. Good to know. Um, but the thing I was going to say really quick. I'm sorry, Ruth. I know you're calling from uh, Australia, so I don't mean to defer you for a moment. But before I lose the thought, I'm just wondering how many people are frustrated because they have imported their movies uh, via, you know, like from DVD or what have you, onto the iPad, and now it's a resolution that's that's lower. You know, like in in other words, it was it was okay to watch before, but now it's not good enough. Because I think the thing that they're touting is this is one of the most high definition, high def displays that you can get now. Oh, it is the best one you can get on any tablet. There you go. So, Ruth, give us your first hand experience. Yeah. Hopefully, you didn't do with it what Trent did. Uh, what did he do? Yeah, he, <laughs> Trent, would you like to spend twenty seconds retyping that and then playing the file again for us? It's too bad this thing doesn't have a history, so we could just go back and play it again. I shoved it up my ass. There we go. Yes. That's what he did. Uh, no, I worship at the altar of my iPad. It is the greatest thing in my life, other than, of course, my wonderful husband. Oh. Well, actually, I was just I was just wondering if I should say the fact that we know she's lying and it's actually the iPod <laughs> that's number one. But go ahead. <laughs> um, the upgrade from the one to the HD is is amazing. Though I have to say, with the Retina display, while it is beautiful, the only place I've really noticed the HD is in words with friends. <laughs> the color clarity is so improved over the the version one. But everywhere else, like because I don't play movies on my iPad, but the speed is incredible. It just runs so much faster, and uh-huh. emailing is so much quicker, and. Um, but I mean, this is from a one upgrade. Yeah. Going from a two to a three, I wouldn't think would be worth it. But going from version one, and I got it the month it came out, um, to to the current version is just a mind-blowingly awesome experience. But I use it for everything. I use it for work. I use it for <clears throat> surfing the net at work. I use it for my music. I use it for books. You know, I use it for on the go, everywhere, notes, and um, you know, I even check my email, my work email on it. So it's it's amazing. Like it's a device I could not live without at this point. Well, the really cool thing that that like they did at my work is that uh, the place they upgraded our Citrix um, server so that they have the Citrix receiver now. So I can literally log into my computer at work from my iPad. On your iPad. Yeah, yeah, and do work. I can't do that because they don't think I'm important enough. But if they did think I was important enough, I could do that too. There you go. And actually, I've set up like all of the things that I set up for the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. I've also set those up for remote access. So worse comes to worse, if I'm out, all I need is my iPhone or my iPad, and I can still do everything. It's fantastic, Ryan. I love iStuff. And i got to tell you, the best thing about the 
my iPad upgrade was I didn't even have to log in to my computer to get it all set up. I just downloaded everything from my iCloud via my mobile hotspot, which was my iPhone. Oh my gosh, I, I know. I in, put in my username and it downloaded and it put everything on there and it took five minutes. Yeah, that's just using my iPhone as a hotspot. It was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, that's the reason why, folks, if you, if for, you know, other than the fact that you've got a jailbroken and unlocked phone and you don't want to lose that, it is very important that you do upgrade to the latest version of the um, iOS on like your iPhone or whatever. Because when I bought my wife a MacBook Pro for Christmas, God, I'm sorry the whole show sounds like humble brag, folks. I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sound that way, but really, it comes off douchey I'm week not after sorry. week. I work really hard, and I deserve my HD toys, people. Yeah, there you go. And that's <laughs> exactly. the thing too. Like I said, I have sucked at giving my wife gifts so for a long time. So much different than any other show we've done. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> asshole. It's, it, the great thing too is he could just zip these zingers in, and it's not like you don't you forget that he's there until these come in. He's like the Fred Norris of our show now. Um, what was I saying? Oh, when I bought my wife her MacBook Pro, my biggest concern because I was thinking old school style on the iPhone was that in moving her iTunes library, I could move all the music, I could move all the podcasts, but it was going to have to reformat her phone because it was going to a different device. But because she was now in the iCloud. All I had to do was make sure that was music so was there. Yeah, there was no yeah. loss whatsoever. Nothing. It was awesome. No, it's so easy. Like, I I know that Trent doesn't really love the, the Apple, but it, it makes life so simple that you just type in your username and password and everything just works. It oh. imports. It brings it all down from the cloud. It's instantaneous. It's just perfect and simple and wonderful. Yes, I do wish I had blown Steve Jobs while he was still alive. Right I love on. That well, the next time America is in town, <laughs> you just will get him a white T-shirt. You write Steve Jobs on it, and you can virtually do it. Boy, that's the right. weirdest thing anyway, I've said. I have to go back to my I office I now. Like I just want to Hartman call and say, "All right, well, have a good one." <laughs> All right, honey. All right, you too. Talk to you Bye. later, and thanks for the input. Boy, look at that. The minute I talk about her blowing you, she gets off the air. I know, right? Go She's figure. Like, oh. In case you're wondering, uh, Will's feeling a little randy tonight. I, um, I did something I don't normally do before the show. Uh, I wolf, hey. I wolf down a Starbucks. Oh. Then I also had a beer. So I'm like at the end of both extremes. It's really nice. I'm wired up, but relaxed. Now, Trent, I'm sorry. What are you more like? The Phil Hartman or Ed McMahon of the show? Is that what you said? Hopefully he's he's busy writing his next comment, so he lost that one. <laughs> oh well. Copy and paste, Trent. Copy and paste. Quickly, quickly. Tight. Play, bitch, play. I well, like that's... Phil Hartman's Ed McMahon of the show. Okay. Well, Ed McMahon of the show. Like Phil Hartman's. Like, but he yes. but he he went from the lady he was on the male voice last time. Now he went back to the lady voice. He's like, I like the lady voice more. I sound nice as a woman. I don't blame That's you. So pretty, and I get I get respectability as a woman. You do. See, I'm I'm less likely to call you a piece of shit when you sound like a woman. Um, that is correct, sir. Oh, that one is awesome. Use Ooh. that voice. Oh my god. I'm I'm thinking now we just need to figure out a way for one of us to host this entire show with that. Say say something else. That was that was good. That was like George Decay's younger brother. Oh, that was hot. I'd give that guy a hand job. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on, damn it. I think I Any just ladies found... like overweight guys who read comics. 
Oh yeah. Oh man. That's right, baby. I just don't need my, I don't need a Steve Jobs uh, headset. Not now. with I that. Can just do all, that when Ruth comes. All you ladies love men who read comics, don't you? Oh yeah. I'm gonna do the rest of the show in this voice as well, because now I'm jealous. I want to sound just like him. Isn't that right? Then this is we've slipped into one of those things that I hate when shows do, where suddenly they just get enamored by the tech around them and they forget the fact that they're on the air. Well, it is a tech show. So I know. Being enamored it is. by the tech is kind of the thing that we do. Yeah. By the way, there was a comment uh, a little while ago. I want to make sure you get some uh, recognition on the Twitter stream because I thought this one was great. I think it was from Madzub. Let me see if I can find it. Where is it? Come on, Madzub. I know you. I think it was you that said it. Was he talking about? He was uh, uh, later on. We'll hear a comment from the because what's the name of the place that? Um, What's his name went diving in? Oh, uh, Mariana's Trench. Yeah, so instead he said later on we'll hear from the Mariana's Trent. Ah. Huh? Very good one. I thought it was Mads Up, but whoever. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I, keep, I, keep wait, I keep wanting to hear Trent talk. No, the- <laughs> and Calvin <laughs> says America wants a Steve job. Yes, we do. I think we all want a Steve job. Just look. Yeah. Especially when you go all the way to Australia. <laughs> you deserve a few Steve Jobs, sir. Anyway, let's get this thing out of the gutter. I um, uh, how was your week? My week, my week was uh, plagued with draw something. <laughs> if you folks, I had not heard of draw something until yeah, I, I think it was about two or three weeks ago. Um, Jensen Carp, the host of Get Up on This on the Smallcast Internet Radio Network, uh, what you know, he always gives a list of things. Uh, that you should get up on. You know, what are the hot trends coming up? Cause he's always like catching these things early on. Well, one of them was draw something, which if you're an iPad owner, okay, if you're an iPhone owner, it's a little frustrating trying to draw pictures, but if you're an iPad owner, this is an addictive game because it's not a competition. It's a cooperative bonus game. Everything, the, the whole currency of the game is coins. So you get to draw something Pictionary style. You get to choose one of three words. Level of difficulty dictates the number of coins you'll get rewarded if the other person can guess. So you've got incentive to draw it good. And then once they guess, if they get it right, you both get awarded a certain number of coins. So eventually you can buy more colors. You can buy more bombs. The bombs enable you to get rid of letters that don't apply to the picture you're drawing in case you can't guess what they're going for. So it's a really nice combination of letter scrabble, scramble, because it gives you the letters plus extras that are in the mm-hmm. word. And, and it's just, it's, it's horribly addictive. I mean, it is just, you're like, I, it's 2 a.m. and I really need to go to sleep, but everyone else is still playing and I'm not going to slow things down. It's basically virtual charades. And who would have thought that would be just, like you said, it's so addicting. It's, oh, it's horribly, horribly, wonderfully addicting. And it's just the greatest game. And it has got, my sister-in-law just got an iPhone 4S. Okay. She went from having an old fashioned dumb phone to one of the finest smartphones on the planet. And, you know, before she got this thing, she said, Oh, I won't be playing games on my phone. I just want to be able to text because there's a lot of stuff going on in our family right now. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it, it helps to keep in touch when you can do something like actually text. But next thing you know, I mean, and she was adamant. Oh, no, I won't be playing games on it. She is a draw something addict. <laughs> she is. Now, I don't know. But do they have that on the Android or is it just on the iOS? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, that would have to. I we think do, Trent would have to answer that. Hopefully one. he can go to the store. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. 
Trent is saying, I'm about to crash out. I love isn't you. Given. It is received. It's not <laughs> the best sex, but it's simple, cool, and overpriced. Oh my God, that voice is awesome. <laughs> a Steve job isn't given. It is received. It's not the best sex, but it's simple, cool, and overpriced. Oh Lord, I think Trent's caught in the loop. Quick, we've got to reboot Trent. <laughs> Quick, plug him in. Hey Trent, dude, it, we know you're sick. We appreciate you putting forth the effort, but you know, let the codeine cough syrup do its work and take you into La La Land, my friend. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate your effort. You need to sleep, though, son, because you sick. I love you guys. Trent, go sleepy now. Okay, good. <laughs> he should. You need to type copy up for yourself a lullaby, not a lullaby, but a bedtime story. Paste it in and have the computer read it to you as you go to bed, man, because that voice, that'll knock you out into happy land. Mm-hmm. You're going to wake up and, oh, man, that's just beautiful. All right, man, get some rest. Please get better. And also... Don't be afraid of going to the doctor. You've got something serious. If you're thinking it's pretty harsh, don't do that bullshit macho. I'll just take some medicine and try and work it out. You may need I'll to wake up with the new whip hat in my ass. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it, whatever you just said, I have no idea. And please don't replay it. But, you know, like if seriously, because you're talking about your respiratory system, you may need yeah. to go back and like get put on a nebulizer for a little while to help clear things out. And I'm being dead serious, man. I'm reaching out to you right now and I'm telling you, don't be macho about it. Don't, you're not going to be a wimp. If you need to go to the hospital, go to the goddamn hospital. All right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. See, now he's texting us. I may have to. If it's, if the word may comes into play, go, go now. Everybody bombard Trent on Twitter. Tell him to go to the hospital right now. Hashtag save Trent. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a douche. Go get better. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we got a phone caller. You want to see who's on the phone? Let's see. I don't know the number. There's Trent unplugging and passing out. <laughs> you're live with Will in America. Who are you? Where are you calling from? I should just say you're live hey, with NetHeads, but I don't. Let's try. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Pretend you're not there. Just a second, all right? All right. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's right, redo this. You're live with the NetHeads. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is KevKev2025. Man. There we go. Hey, sorry we rushed you off the air last week, man. I got all caught up, and then I saw a phone number that I thought I wrecked. It was just a mess. Will is overly oh, dude, apologetic. I don't know what's with me today. Uh, so anyway, are you apl- are you applying for Trent's position on the show? <laughs> I I will take it if you're offering. Uh, hell Use yeah. your best sexy that. robot girl voice. Yeah, please. We need to. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we should make. Uh, yeah, don't do that again. It's all right. Never mind, sir. Quoting Trent is going to be on fire with this tonight, though. I mean, just think about it, because there was that one quote, a Steve job isn't given, it's received. It isn't the best sex, but it's simple, elegant, and overpriced. I know. That was one of my favorites. I'm loving the uh, the uh, cool jive Trent tonight, by the way. It was awesome. No, yeah, that was, it was really admirable of him. But, you know, I, t- I tried talking to him earlier, but literally he is... He's got a bad cough. He's got to go to the hospital. I should have been a better friend earlier and told him to go to the hospital, but you know, it, I don't know. I don't want well, him dead. You know, how dudes, well, you know, you know how dudes are, man. We don't like to go to the doctor. Right? Not me. I go drop of a hat. I went to the doctor because I had a zit in my ear, for God's sakes. <laughs> You're like, my eyes are watering. I need a prescription. Yeah, pretty much. No, sir. That's called <laughs> allergies. No, really, though. It was the yeah. nuttiest thing. I had a zit in my ear, and it ended up 
technically, I guess it was a big one. It was close enough to where it was messing with my equilibrium and stuff. And I oh. was just, I was sleeping. Oh, well. I was sleeping all day. I went to the doctor. The guy literally said, I think it's because you had a zit in your ear. Popped it, smacked me in the oh. ass, put me on my, put me on my way. Who would and think the human like body is so weird? Body. Yeah, it is. It's bizarre. And especially the ears, man. Too many ears. By the way, if you're one of those kids listening to the, the hip podcast of old guys talking, um, and you have like the 12 inch subwoofers in your trunk, stop that shit now. I got tinnitus yeah. that won't quit. I'm just telling you. Anyway, Kev Kev 25. Is it 25? Kev Kev 25 25? It's 2025. I honestly don't know why I picked that number, dude. It's just like all my screen names are like that, so that's what I picked. I was just wondering because you're all like, I got to get the papers, get the papers. I think you're Timmy two times. But So uh, what's on your mind, man? What do you got now that I've blathered on Um, and talked over you for like four minutes, even though it's only been two and a half? I bend time. Go ahead. You do bend time. Speaking of bending time, uh, I was actually last – Last week, I was going to talk a little bit about Sherlock, but we got phones pretty quick. So, Oh, well, I don't... I don't know. That's something I could talk plenty of. Oh, yeah. Have you have you finished it? Have you gotten through the third season or whatever, or series? The second series is what you second mean. Season, third episode. So there's a total of six episodes. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Second yeah, so series, there were three episodes in series one. Uh, three episodes in series two. I have watched both of them. Not the entire world has, but the cool people have, and that's all that's important. The, the only thing right. that it makes me wonder is, uh, you know, where, how is the series going to reboot when it comes back? We're not going to get it again until 2013, uh, which could, I know, what, it's gonna take forever. it shouldn't come as a shock because we did get it in 2012 and it's only a year later, but it's going to be a year and a few months because they don't actually, I think, start principal photography until um, like the beginning of next year. So it'll be for air later in the year. Um, and I'm interested to see where they go. Yeah. And I'm interested to see where we're going to, they're going to go with it because, you know, uh, see the thing that I'm unclear on the, the premise of the last episode was that Sherlock faked his own death because there were people watching. And if he had survived that encounter, they would have been killed. You know, the orders yes. had already been placed, but I thought it was just to right. that moment. So, why can't he reveal himself afterwards unless, you know, the kill order has already been paid for and it could still happen. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why he's still in hiding. Right. But how do we go from there? Because, I mean, he is he's his credibility is gone. He mm-hmm. intentionally stripped himself of it. I mean, it's just where is it going to go? Because that was the cool thing about it. You know, I it's too bad that they went with the direction of using his own ego to bring him down because it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, what happens next? Yeah, and, and my, my my personal theory is the fact that since Sherlock is smart enough to fake his own death, I think he probably thinks that maybe that that is either not the real Moriarty or Moriarty was able to fake his own death as well right in front of him, uh, considering he's that smart to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm thinking that that's why he's uh, uh, sitting back and just seeing what's happening next and whatnot. And whatever he said to... Um, to the doctor girl who I can't remember her name right now, uh, yeah. the assistant lab technician. Yeah. Um, the one that likes uh, him. Whatever he I'm said in confidence to, in order to get her to fake his death, um, or whatever else he might have said, I think that's where we're going to find out more information. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cadell says, way to warn everyone on the spoilers. Sorry. 
<laughs> I, I said it. I said you, at the moment we started talking about the series, you should turn it. I don't feel. It, uh, see, here's the rough thing. Here in the U.S., it's not going to air until like the May, June, whatever. We've already watched it, and I don't care. Here's the thing about spoilers: if you're worried about them, don't listen to this show. Yeah. Right. That's my approach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, there was other. Are you a are are you a Doctor Who fan as well, sir? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I bought I bought a eleven Doctor Sonic screwdriver for my girlfriend for her birthday. So. Oh, that's right. We talked about that last week. You yeah, got to have yeah. one of those. Uh, yeah. As a matter oh, of fact, yeah. this knows. this week they announced the uh, who will be the new companion after the pawns leave the show. Or the oh yeah, I saw that. I I don't know who it is though. I've never heard of them before. Her, her. Yeah, her, her. Yeah. Her. Well, um, actually, she's you know naturally. A um a British actress. British actress, right? Uh, she's I'm, from. I'm the, joke, man. I can't wait. Yeah, she's from the TV show Emmer, TV soap Emmerdale, and uh, what's her name? Come on, folks, pull it up here. Twenty five year old soap opera actress beat out hundreds for the new Time Lord. Jenna Louise Coleman was chosen to become the new companion of the Eleventh Doctor on the show of the same name, replacing Karen Gillan, who plays Amy Pond. Uh, so uh, and she's rather young looking. So I think they're trying to establish more of a father-daughter kind of role that'll play out, you know, that kind of dynamic. At least that's what I hope uh, they're going for. Um, it's going to be a bummer to see them go. And I think the way they're talking about it, what's going to happen is uh, she comes in at the Christmas special. So they're going to be breaking – the series is going to start up again uh, closer to the end of this year. There will be a Christmas special in between. It will continue into next year. That's what I think. What do I know, though? I don't know a lot. Dude, when I saw that last, uh, the last scene at the end of the, the latest Christmas special where, like, where, he, where Amy opens the door and the, like, the doctor looks in the, in the mirror and starts, like, tearing up and stuff. It was, yeah. I, I almost sort of bawling. Dude, that, that show, I've never watched a show that I can watch over again and it still makes me like get all teary and stuff the, after I've already seen the episode like 20 times. Yeah, the only problem I have with the show is that it's almost its own worst competition because like for example, this year's Christmas episode, it was a good episode, but in comparison to last year's Christmas era episode, it wasn't as good. So, you know, it I'm I'm literally comparing it against itself to benchmark it. And, and it's, it's amazing that, that it really can be its own worst, but it was still a good episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, and it's nice that, you know, the doctor, you know, and Amy, you know, will be reunited for at least a little while. But, uh, you know, the only thing I'm wondering if the press is taking out of context was when they made the announcement that, that Amy and Rory would be leaving the show, the term heartbreakingly was used. And I, the way I originally read it, the way I, the context was, it was just like heartbreakingly, they're going to be leaving the show. So, in other words, you know, we love them, and it's sad to see them go. So much so that it'll, it'll break our hearts. But the way the press keeps reiterating the line, it makes me wonder if, you know, it's just a misinterpretation, or if I didn't take it the right way, and it really is going to be like a heartbreaker of a of a split, like they die or uh, something. That's, a, that's the way I read it. But, you know, I only read it once, so maybe. Exactly. I only read it once, too. And then I've just seen everyone else reiterate it. But it's amazing 
some of the things that the press can take and they can get wrong. Like if you pick up Kevin Smith's new book, Tough Shit, available now, uh, just go to toughshitkev.com. You can find every place that you can order it and or download it or what have you. One of the chapters, one of the things he talks about is the intentional manipulation that he did with the, uh, the film, with the announcement at Sundance about picking the distributor in the room auction style. You know, he said mm-hmm. words specifically in a specific way so that yeah. when he carried the act out, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. But the press took it, ran with it, and changed it. They put words in his mouth. They said he was going to, you know, auction off his movie at this thing to a distributor. Mm-hmm. So right. people were suddenly expecting this big auction, and it built all the hype, which is what he wanted. And he knew exactly how the press would screw it up. <laughs> so that's their problem. That's, uh, exactly. That's something. That's something Doctor Who is very good at as well. Like they tend to, they use, especially in the later the later series, like they they tend to use certain words that tell you certain things that you don't ever notice until way later, <laughs> like that are answers to questions that you wanted to know. So yep. I dig that kind of stuff a lot. Alrighty, sir. Well, thank you for your call. Have yourself a good week. Alrighty. Hey, man. You guys too. Thanks. Alrighty. Take there care, man. Get, we definitely gave him his uh his due that time. <laughs> Didn't yeah. cut him short. Uh, Von Cleef is saying something I want to repeat just because I can. Last year's Christmas episode was bollocks. So yeah, you said it's bollocks, Leslie. Bollocks. He got it wrong there, I believe. What do you mean? Uh, he spelled it wrong, I think. He said bollocks. Is it bollocks? Is it like Sandra Bullocks or is it bollocks with a no? Whatever. That's the way I pronounce it. <laughs> Which is pretty much saying last year's Christmas episode was balls. It was terrible. Well, I'm I'm just happy to hear that. Being a person who hasn't seen Doctor Who yet, who is trying to remedy that, uh, I like the fact that the uh, the people who, when they talk about it, how much they actually love the series. Oh, love and, and adore it, my friend. Yeah, adore it completely. And I'm like, I like that. It's like when people talk about Firefly or people, you know. Who oh that. God, a show I love so much. Yes. Uh, okay. Um. I sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't right. pick out my telephone because I <laughs> something else came up, so I, I shouldn't have done that. But I took it out because I wanted to tell you guys what happened. You said in your discussion, you know, you're trying to remedy it and get caught up on Doctor Who. Well, yes. Trent has as well. So I, you know, I told him, "You're sick. You're laying around. You're doing nothing. You have to watch these things." Mm. Last night at um. Sorry, he spends sends from two different accounts. Last night at twelve nineteen or twelve oh three a.m., Amy period pond period wow exclamation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I said love a ginger question mark. He said my god, dude. <laughs> so I think he's very pleased with Karen Gillan. He's not going to be happy to see her go. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely a television show that I I love and enjoy just because it's 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 good geeky science fiction. It can be very well uh, written. It can be intelligent, and it's something I can watch generally with my daughter. She, the, I don't know what it is about the Doctor Who world, but on that show, uh, there are situations the Doctor is in. There are uh, villains that the Doctor faces that. In that environment, my daughter has no problem with. You put him on a different show, she would get spooked. But like one of the creations of Stephen Moffat that we saw in the third series episode Blink, one you've heard me mention many times before, was the Weeping Angels. And these things were a, a really great and amazing concept. What it is, they look like, you know, angel statues, but they always have their faces covered. 
The uh-huh. reason why is because they, um, oh, what is the term? Uh, they're in a quantum state of flux or they're, they're like in a quantum lock. Anytime any living creature sees them, they are stone. Ah. But when you're not looking at them, when they're not looked at, they can move. And what the, they do as a race is they steal the potential energy of a person's life. Like in the case of this thing, you know, they touch you, you're, you're sent back to the 1960s, that kind of thing. So they mm-hmm. steal your potential, kick you into the past. Actually, one of, one of the characters goes even further back. They kick you into the past and then, you know, all of your potential that you had in your life, they suck away. And that's why you're kicked back. Um, and you, and that's why the episode is called Blink. Cause they're like, uh, don't blink. Don't, don't even look away. You have to keep your eye on them at all times or else they can attack. Spooky huh. ass concept. In the next, in, in the next yeah. time we see them, they're not even taking that approach. They're just straight up killing people. And <laughs> it's the two parter for that is my daughter's favorite episode of Doctor Who. Nice. Favorite. And those things are freaking, they're crawling around in caves with spooky shit happening. Mm. Doesn't even phase my daughter at all. Wow. Yeah. So it, that, in that, it's a, in that way, it's a really great show, but I digress. Uh, let's take a phone call from Amy Ken, shall we? Let's take one. Okay. Amy, Just how one. are you? I am wonderful. You know, I figured I might, I might try to call in and be that female robotic voice you've all been looking for this evening. Uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, you just sound like yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, that Barry White-esque voice I was digging. Yeah, oh, I was yes. that too. I was, that was really cool. Um, oh, hold on and- a second. Wait a minute. I got a school Bill Stranahan. He Uh-oh. says, you are so wrong. The angels don't hide their faces. When they were introduced, many shots with faces uncovered. Yes, in general. Okay, when they were attacking the TARDIS, for example, their faces weren't covered. But when they were out in the open, they cover their own faces as well because if, you know, like, uh, let's say, for example, a weeping angel were to look at a weeping angel, what would happen? They're both living creatures looking at one another. They'd be stuck that way forever until somebody broke their gaze. You see? So that's why they in turn cover their own eyes as well. So that way they can't accidentally look upon one of themselves and get stuck that way. So there, go back and watch Blink, my friend. You will oh, find snap. out that I speak truth. Did the bell just oh. ring? Because I think he just got scolded. What now? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Did I just hear the bell ring? Because you got scolded. Exactly. Thank you. You said it much better than me. Yeah, okay. Well, and speaking of school, you can spell bollocks with an o or a u so there uh, you go okay well then all right i'll take your word for it i'm not ex- <laughs> an exceptional linguist or anything like that well no i called just to tell you that that um and i tweeted this earlier but i i love you guys so much i'm waiting an extra 90 minutes to to watch mad men this evening Actually, you know what? If you're DV, okay. Now, first of all, I appreciate that. As a person that supports the efforts of Smodco, I would naturally encourage everyone to watch Madman. Madman? That's a comic book. Let's try this again. (laughs) As a supporter of everything that Smodco does and, you know, wanting to be a person that would play ball, I would tell everyone to watch Madman live and then go ahead and listen to the show as a podcast later. Um, I might have my fingers crossed when I say that, but I would encourage you to do that. As a person who watches TV, however, um, I can understand the benefit of having something DVR'd, especially a two-hour premiere, and waiting like 45 minutes to an hour for watching it because that way you can zip past those commercials. Exactly. 
Oh, Bill Stranahan accepting the the the, the uh, challenge. I will go back and watch Blink, and we shall see. He actually said we'll see, but I took away the uh, hyphenation so that way it would have more dramatic mm-hmm. effect. It, it was very dramatic. You know, if I say, if case in point, here we go. If I say, we'll see, Batman, not so much. If I say, we shall see, Batman, see that? Yeah. Well, it all has to do with the, the tone and register of your voice, too. Okay. Well, I, I you don't. You dropped about an octave for we shall see. So. We'll see, Batman. We <laughs> shall see, Batman. See, one shall is more dramatic shall effect. Is, shall is just a great word to use just in everyday languages. Okay. It is. All right. So anyway. So yeah. So on on the Mad Men talk, are you and I can't remember if either of you are are Mad Men watchers. Okay. Here's the thing. For example, uh, with everything that's been going on, I did not get on the Mad Men bandwagon in the beginning. I am three quarters of the way through the first season. Mm-hmm. I uh, have not gotten caught up, obviously, and. You know, as an example of my TV viewing, I've still, I'm only a quarter of the way through Friday's episode of Fringe. So I'm not getting a lot of TV time right now. Well, so, yeah. You know, the That's only, the only nice time, uh, the only time I get to work on or watch Mad Men, I'm, I'm actually more listening to it because I do it while I'm up in my office working on other things. So, you know, like, uh, I was helping my sister-in-law by restoring her computer. So while that was going, you know, I had Mad Men playing right next to it. Thank you, Netflix. All right. So anyway, so uh, I'm a I am a fan of what I have seen, but I am woefully behind. Uh, so much so that I, I'm not even sure if it's going to be worth it for me DVRing the show, waiting to catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might do it, but I don't know. I I haven't actually watched the show at all, the series at all, just because the. The idea, the premise of the show doesn't really sell me uh, too much. I, I've never been one to watch like The Sopranos or just where a bunch of guys get around and be manly men. Okay. It, oh, but it's more than that. It's oh, I understand. So it's more, more than, than that. It. I've been told that it's like, oh no, it's it's more than that. I, and I get that. And I, I assume that once I start watching it and get past my initial uh, reaction of the series, that I might find that and enjoy it. It's just. That's the only thing that ever put me off from the beginning, and that's why I never caught on early on. Von Cleef trying to represent for Trent. As Trent would say, Madman. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I get your point. I, I think that's true. Uh, but one of the things like I did notice that was going on, even in the first series, they do a very interesting thing by telling stories in the past that are able to give commentary on our society today. Oh, yes. which is a very interesting and uh I don't want to say educational, but it, it's really, for lack of a better term, it's really hip the way they do that. Well, mm. and it, yeah, and it's a, a lot of it is 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 through juxtaposition of then and now. Yeah. Um, And what I found really interesting was, I guess it was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe it's even over a year ago that my mom was down here visiting and my mother she got married. She was in her mid twenties during the time that Mad Men was set. So she, that's about her time frame. And she sat down and watched it with me and was, it was interesting to hear from her how very accurate it was. I mean, even from the types of situations down to the set dressing, down to what the women were wearing and what the women were talking about. And you know, she couldn't really speak to it from a man's point of view, but certainly from a woman's point of view, um, 
she thought that it was sort of astounding in that respect. The other thing is they, I like the way they are really shooting for authenticity so much so that I think they recently or in the past they had used a song which was chronologically incorrect and that, they replaced it with was, another one. That was the big deal for this season. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to scream out spoilers because you guys are either not watching or behind. But I'll forget it by then. Go, go right ahead. This is something that I read this week where, you know, Matthew Weiner, the, the showrunner and, and, and one of the writers for the show, um, basically doesn't like to let anything slip when a new series starts because they pick, it's not necessarily, it's in chronological order, but it's not necessarily year after year. So sometimes they'll skip a couple of years and they've yeah. done that in the past. So the big deal was when is season five going to start? And that's when that song thing came into, came into play. They wanted to end this season premiere with a song that actually wasn't done in the year that it was supposed to be set in. And that leaked out. Mm-hmm. And so Ooh. that's what, that's what gave people, um, I think, and if, I think it's either, I think it's 67. I may be wrong that this year starts in. No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's getting awfully close to the time my life started. Yeah, it's like that. It's like what happened with that '70s shows when they hit the '80s eventually. Well, that's when the, that's when that '70s show ended. Ended. You know, yeah. They they literally ended with the uh, New Year of uh, 1980, which I thought was a very a very clever way to do that. Well, technically, the '80s doesn't start until '81. But uh, you know, let's not get into that. Yeah, <laughs> Sweet Jesus! The whole point is it started with an eight, not a seven. <laughs> You know, what really kind of blows my mind and, and, and will to your point that there's so much different about how the, how the world worked and, and how the, the roles of it basically as it boils down, the roles of men and women in society were seen back then. And that wasn't very long ago. Yep. It's funny. People, you know, uh, people forget that it was only, you know, well, now it's only been 60 years since uh, the last, you know, uh, Great War, you know, uh, seven years, actually. Sorry. And it's only been 56 years since, like, uh, California had an internment camp, Japanese internment camps. It's only been that short amount of time where the civil rights movement was only 40 years ago. You know, things like that. People seem to have forgotten that it's been that soon. Yep. I hear you, man. It's crazy. Anyway, Amy, thanks for your call. Really appreciate it. Not a problem, gentlemen. Thank you. Hope I can get caught up on the Madman in time. Well, I hope you can too, or at least at least continue and well, enjoy. As long as they air it through the week, what I'll probably do is I'll probably I'll probably bite the bullet. Maybe I'll just record it in standard def instead of high def, and then you know watch it that way. Maybe I don't know. Unless you get a new iPad. Yeah, there you go. All right, Amy, have a good one. You too. Yeah, <laughs> I love retro stuff, don't you? I love retro stuff. Retro I, stuff is so much fun. You know, I yeah, no, seriously. Like and that's one thing that Mad Men has is that really and you know, it seemed like they were trying to start a, a retro uh trend. Uh really? because you had Pan Am and the Playboy Club come out yeah, this year. Yeah, I saw that. But let's face it, I don't know about you, sir. Yeah. Oh, I just said it. Gosh darn it. You may not know about me. Oh. You, I think you may know a little bit more about me than you let on. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if there's any one thing I love personally yes you know what it is i'm gonna guess but tell me anyways 
I'm going to tell you anyways. What I love is Geek Retro, my friend. Oh, Geek Retro rules. And there is only one place that you can get Geek Retro, and that is Think Geek. Now, let me tell you about Geek Retro, folks. If you are not familiar with Geek Retro, I'm going to drop science. The movie Blade Runner, People's Umbrellas, what was the neat thing about America? They lit up. They lit up, and you yourself could get a Blade Runner-style LED umbrella. Why isn't this in my house now? I don't know. Better yet, how about a Star Wars lightsaber umbrella? Because <laughs> let's face it, the cold season is still here. We're still getting rain. You can, even get, a, you can even get a samurai sword handle umbrella. You may get some questionable looks. Don't have it sticking out of your bag on mass transit. But you can have these things. Even better, if you go to Think Geek, there are also sale items right now because the colder seasons are running out. One of them, if you have a smartphone and you have cold hands, folks, one of the best things in the world are the AG gloves. AG being the uh, chemical symbol for silver. These are gloves. They're mittens that have silver interwoven into them so that that way they're conductive. So you don't have to have that awkward bump on your glove in order to control your your smart pad touch device thingy. No, you can wear these gloves and they will work with your phone. You can have warm hands and still use your iPhone. You don't have to have fingerless gloves. None of these things. How about a snowball launching crossbow? You can pick that up on sale right now. A trackball snowball launcher, you can get that. Or the good old-fashioned Zippo hand warmer. All these things are at ThinkGeek. Now, if you want to get anything I talked about or tons of other cool stuff, all you have to do is go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the ThinkGeek ad. Yes. And you will go ahead and be where you want to get all of the coolest things available on the Internet. That's right. I'm not kidding. ThinkGeek is the shit it plain and simple indeed. and i don't know about you man i have i have the ag gloves i have them and they are great there is nothing better than sitting on a cold bart train and holding my ipad and still being able to use it ruth was looking for gloves from me earlier and she needed some she said i need some new gloves there you go these are on sale right now 12.99 america you should get these for her mm-hmm. and you should send them to her yes so that way she can use them because the australian winter's coming up Oh, it is. So and all of these winter sales, even though the shipping would be horrible, Australia could take a real advantage of it, man. <laughs> and not only that, I can get something for myself with the points I got left over. There you go, because every time you buy, you get Think Geek points. You get Geek points. And what does that mean? It means for every amount you spend, you can use your Geek points to get other free stuff. Who can buy things and get free stuff? It's crazy. It's insane. What is this now? Yeah. Go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the Think Geek at banner ad. Get yourself some Think Geek stuff. Why? Because at Think Geek, they have the stuff for smart masses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I just got charged. My nipples got hard on that commercial read. I'm not going to lie. You, they, they, need, they need to make conductive, you know, uh, nipple protection. They do. Well oh, even better. You know, one of the things we didn't mention during the ad, we just came off of a, a Doctor Who bender. One of the cool things is they have Doctor Who iPhone 4 cases. So you could have like the TARDIS on the back of your phone. Even though I think <laughs> the ultimate Doctor Who iPhone case would just be that the back was the TARDIS instead of showing the TARDIS outside of the, uh, oh God, yes. the they vortex. Need to build a- there we go. I'll give that one to them for free. Yeah. The Pac-Man hoodies on sale right now. Mm. Angry Bird speakers. Oh, so much good stuff. In fact, Ruth just said that she wants AG gloves. I there just, you go. I just committed right there. Did I just say? Did I say Think Geek things for stuff for smart, smart masses? No, no, no. 
you smart masses. Okay, good. I did. Stuff for yes. smart asses. Stuff for smart masses. Absolutely. Oh, beautiful. You know, speaking of, uh, you were talking about DVR earlier. Yeah. About, uh, DVRing stuff. Um, last week, uh, for some reason, Microsoft decided to patent this uh, DVR technology mm-hmm. that would actually charge you. So hold on a second. Wait a minute. We're talking about tech on the show again? This is yes. a first. We're doing yeah. it. This is like the third time. Go ahead. <laughs> well, they, they patented this tech and... Um, they're saying they're not going to use it, just to be upfront about it. They said that they're not going to use it, that they're just covering their bases here. But basically, the tech will charge you for the commercials that you DVR and fast forward through. Huh. Um, they basically control content pricing is what, what they're referring to. It would be special remote controls that every time you pass by or if you replay a certain scene, if you replay a sporting event, for example, uh-huh. they, if you go back and watch, they will give you these microtransactions where every time you did, you do that. It's, it's like the, it's like they're the dark side for some reason and decided to say, Hey, what, how bad can bad get? get? Oh, shit, son. You know what? You know what? They just got tweeted in the Twitter stream. What got tweeted? Thanks to Router Ninja. I will go ahead. Smod, uh, NetHeads on air. We'll go ahead and tweet this. No, that's the television. Sorry. <laughs> Got too many things here. I have too many shows. Help me. Here we go. I will paste the link that he, oh, wait, I should just retweet it. What's wrong with me? No, never mind. We'll just send the link. Will want now. There we go. Tweet that. It is, it's a, it's a TARDIS iPhone 4 case. Oh, so it nice. makes it, it makes it the TARDIS. That's nice. I like that. And of course it makes, you know, your phone's bigger on the inside. Yeah, that's always. Oh good. God, look at that thing! That's beautiful. Isn't that gorgeous? Oh, that is. Yeah. It's so simple. Why? Come on! I bet <laughs> you think Geek actually has it, and I'm just stupid. Or they don't, <laughs> and that's too bad. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, well, and you know what? That kind of makes sense. But in many ways, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. The uh, existing ad revenue model needs to go away. They need to do more of, and we've seen this pattern happening. We need to see more direct in-show integration. Yes. Uh, also, one of the things I just don't get that hasn't happened yet, and I don't know why it hasn't, hmm. but let's say like your iTunes subscriptions to shows. Yeah. You know, right now they're like a dollar ninety-nine an episode, something like that, four ninety-nine for high def. I can't remember, but you, you get the point, right? I've used yeah. some of them. If I wasn't able to watch, I would download them so that way I could watch them on the train. But one of the things, imagine this. Okay, let's say you could subscribe to the entire season of Mad Men mm-hmm. on iTunes for only ninety-nine cents. And it's brought to you by a certain company. So the trade-off is you only spend ninety-nine cents an episode, or holy hell, maybe you get it for free. Yeah. And the only thing you have to do is sit through three commercials, let's say. One at the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end, or one near the end. It makes so much sense. I can see why someone would just obviously miss it Yeah, as far as an idea. Just do that, and that way your digital downloads are covered. If somebody gets exclusive rights to sponsor Mm -hmm. a show that way. Uh, But, you know, for television, they need to directly integrate it. Like one of the very clever things that AMC did with comic book men You'll note, and other shows have done these kind of things. You'll notice that there were some of the table scenes, as I like to call them, the podcasting scenes that were used to wrap around the segments. Mm. Uh, in, in the middle of the show, at like the, near the bottom of the half hour, you would mm. suddenly, you know, like if you were trying to skip through your DVR, you know, and, and get past the commercials, suddenly you would discover, oh my gosh, wait a second, there's the guys. Yeah. And it, it was just kind of like they slipped it into the commercial break. 
Nice. Which is genius because then I'm more apt to either catch some of the commercial before it or after it. Yeah. And then I would still have to go through to try and get the rest of the show. And, and the idea of a commercial integration isn't anything new. TV used to be that way. Yeah. They used, during the shows, you would get little bits of, you know, during the black and white era, obviously, uh, you would get a uh, commercial integration. You would get, you know, howdy doody talking about whatever or, uh, in fact, it's one of the things that the Spanish network, <laughs> anybody who watches Telemundo uh, or Sabado Gigante uh, <laughs> on Univision, um, they actually on their show, they never cut the commercial because during this and it's basically a, a variety show uh, for the most part where um, where people come on, sing, dance and then they do skits and whatnot. In the middle and in between, and there's a live audience too. In the middle and in between the show, they actually uh, do their whole spiel as far as this is Colgate, you know, or this is brought to you by Lucky Charms, and everybody sings a song. The whole audience knows the Colgate song or the Lucky Charm. It's this weird thing to watch, but and then you move on, and they never cut the commercial. It's it's ingenious to do, yeah. to do it. You know, and, and, you know, the only weird thing is like with a show like Mad Men, it's going to be hard to do that <laughs> unless you, unless you, unless you go all retro. So, you know, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know how you would do, for example, like a GoDaddy commercial, <laughs> but as an old commercial, but you can do that. But, it, but that's really what it is because, you know, it's a DVR era. No matter what you do, you can't get. Now, the only other way you could get around that mm-hmm. would be to like, cause you know, a lot of people don't own their DVRs. A lot of people rent their DVRs rent from the DVRs. cable company. So yeah. what they need to do is, you know, they, they'll, they'll give you the DVR technology for free. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe there's ad insertion on that or you don't have the ability to skip over commercials. Yeah. It's pretty much the same way that when you download a free app, uh, say like Words with Friends or Draw Something, if you download that free app, um, in between, after every turn you take, there's a commercial. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like, you know, wait 10 seconds and you'll come back on. You know, we're used to doing that with tech. I don't see what the problem is going to TV. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, like the Hulu Plus model, a lot of people are up in arms. The Hulu Plus you pay for, but you still get commercials. But that's why the subscription per month is low. And they mm-hmm. give you the ability to watch Hulu Plus on your iPad or on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of those things. It's a little concession they make. Uh, but I don't, I, I just don't see TV continuing in the same fashion it has unless, they can't. unless they come up with a way to do DVR busting, which, oh. and, and the, and I can't imagine how you would do that except that, you know, suddenly your screen is dropping down a third and a commercial is running above or below it while mm-hmm. the show's on. I don't know. Like, I don't understand. Well, actually, I do understand because I, I get really confused when when we get things from the BBC like Doctor Who and such. Because if you yeah. if you see them as they air in Britain, you don't see commercials during the shows. Yeah. But the reason why is because I believe uh, the BBC is like publicly funded or something. Yeah. So they don't ha- need to run ads during the shows. They or something. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. What do I know? I'm over no, here no, that's in pretty California. Much what I mean, when I was in England, that's pretty much how it how it well when I was in England ten years ago. Yeah, that's pretty much how the BBC worked. You know, uh, boy, the, go ahead. Oh, that's pretty much how the BBC worked. Where you would they wouldn't show commercials during their uh, during their programs, yeah. and then 
before and afterwards, you'd have a long list of brought to you by in consideration with the letter nine and letter C. There you go. Speaking of kid shows, not kid shows, though, the Flintstones with Primetime, both Venator 2000 and uh, Jim Sale pointing out that the Flintstones sponsored by a cigarette company. They were sponsored by Winston. So you would see the 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 Flintstones selling you smokes. Yeah, you see Great Kazoo get on there and say, hey, dum-dums, and, you know, <laughs> Hello, dum-dums. Smoke if you're cool. Anyway, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but unfortunately, we're at the end of the show, sir. We are. I know. Unfortunately, we hit that wall, and there's uh, there's no going beyond it. But, uh, you know, I everybody, please, if you don't follow a part of him, do so. Send him your best wishes and Send remind him, the, him remind him that if he is having coughing spasms, go to the goddamn hospital. Please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Netheads taste good like a click click podcast should. That's <laughs> very good. That was from Calvin. Yes, I. I love the Twitter stream. Anyway, folks, thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to us live, please stick around for Soundbite Nation or subscribe to them as a podcast. If you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, get better, Trent. You can find him at a part of him or go to a part of him dot com. You can follow Americo at Americo seventy six. I'm at Nethead WW. The show is at Netheads on air. And you've been listening to NetHeads on Smodcast Internet Radio. And uh, usually Trent is the one that says at Smodcast.com. But now that it's you, you get to say it. That's okay? where I was about to go to. Yes. Okay, good. So let's try that again. Because oh. we love repeating ourselves anyway. We do. It's the sound of my voice. I love to hear it. Uh, if you're not following Trent, it's at, I could cut it out too, you see. But let's just say you've been listening to another edition of the Heads on Smodcast Internet Radio. At smallcast.com. And now let's, somebody's been dying for this. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to stop the show using my sonic screwdriver. Ooh. Okay. Let's, let's hope it works. Thanks everybody. We'll catch out next week. Catch out. Never mind. <laughs> I'm shutting up now. <laughs> Netheads. I'll transfer. Netheads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.